0: Welcome to The State of Men. I'm Aiden Dowling. And I'm Mike Watts. In today's episode, we're going to talk about weird things men do to prove their manliness. Uh, I'm sure you can think of many as we go about today's episode. Uh, I'm pretty excited. I think it should be fun and just uh, it's interesting perspective as a trans guy. So I'm interested to hear what Mike has to say. Um, But before then... Mike, how more are you interested doing? To hear what you have to say. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, this will be a good one then. How are you doing yeah. today? Uh, pretty good. Yeah, a little,
1: um, just a little out of it. You know, it's a mm. it's a went Thursday we're recording on this day, and last yesterday I had my first. Uh, most recent consulting session. So for working with small business owners to help them organize and streamline their companies. And we can do a whole episode on that down the line. We can talk more about that. Yeah. Um, and you can learn more about that. If you, if you're interested at mikejwatts.com forward slash consulting, but the, yeah, I had first, since I've been in Miami, it was the first all day session. And it was the, usually I get pretty beat up by those things. Mm -hmm. and because it's very intense i mean we're talking eight hours of just two people or three people depending on who their business partners are in a room and just ripping apart their their business Mm -hmm. figuring out what the problems are what's going on and then we're rebuilding the thing and putting a plan in place for the next three months to a year cool and it's a lot it's a lot to dissect because what laura who was the person that i was working with she told me last night, cause we took Kate and I went to dinner with her. She knows she's used we know her from Maine. We're long time now, years that we've known her. And she said, it's fascinating to work with you because you understand the emotions around it and the feelings. And also it's really understanding kind of the masculine feminine energy perspective. Hmm. And so it's a lot of digging into their stuff too, yeah. not just the business strategy side. And so yesterday was cool because it was the first time that I left and didn't feel super worn out. Like I definitely Mm -hmm. felt like I worked, but in previous sessions, I've actually been kind of taken out for two days Mm -hmm. or 24 hours afterwards, but just like I have to watch movies or chill or read books and not able Mm -hmm. to function. And when I ended last night, I felt pretty good. So it's like, I'm getting better at it. I'm learning to manage my energy going into it. Um, I thought staying in a hotel the night before would help me not be distracted by my kids, yeah, but I realized that's probably not the best way to go because during the week, I'm always distracted by my kids <laughs> so it's weird to go to a hotel for the first I don't know if you have this problem, but it's like the first night you're in a hotel you kind of you don't sleep great most of the time yeah, yeah, yep yeah, and so it's an adjustment to the new environment. And then in the hotel, they had a restaurant downstairs. I was on the sixth floor, on the second floor. And they were, it was 9 o'clock at night. And this place is still pumping. Popping. Like music is so loud. Yeah, it's just popping off. And I called them at 930. I was like, I need a new room. Like, I can't freaking go to sleep. You're, it's like I'm in a club up here on the sixth floor. <laughs> so they put me on the other side of the hotel. And it's interesting to, like, listen to our bodies. Because I knew at 630, I was like, this is going to be a problem. Mm. Like, I'm not going to be able to go to sleep. And this was at six thirty, and I knew at that moment I was like, I should ask for a different room, and I didn't. And then I try to put myself to bed, and it's nine thirty, and yeah, it didn't. So I learned a lot, which has been great. It's like learned for me. It's like staying at home is great. I could just leave at six thirty in the morning from my house and like go to the co working space, set up,
0: Have and then time. maybe it's
1: like the that night that night to dissect instead of coming home to the chaos of the house mm. is like chill. So I'm just trying to like figure out what the best strategy for me is um and then getting there earlier than i knew i knew i wanted to set up earlier to her i went to get breakfast for us and then the ubers ended up getting super delayed to take me um but i realized like i need to show up at least 30 minutes before because we ended up showing at the same time and i'm like trying to set up Uh i had an idea of like setting up the space before she walked in and yeah so just learnings from it but overall i feel very it's cool to like do it again and be back in people's businesses and learning, you know, what's going on.
0: Cool. Yeah, that sounds fun. (laughs) I can imagine. I mean, anytime you do something really like, like when I used to, when I first started seeing clients ever, right, like in this real way, as as opposed to just like mentoring, I definitely found myself just really, I I had like, you know, panic attacks the first month. I had two panic attacks the first month because it's just that exchange of energy and like making Mm -hmm. sure you- have a barrier between your energy and their make sure you're not taking on their energy but rather just holding space for them right um so I'm happy that you've you're like learning some new techniques and you feel better than you have in the past that's good I think that's really good um
1: yeah it's good because it, it's like I'm remaining in my power because whatever happens that goes on in that person's world should not affect me right it's like that's mm-hmm. my thought process like. Right. i'm I'm still know like I know what I'm doing here I'm really good at this stuff i I know exactly what it is, but however they're relating to me, it shouldn't influence my feelings right or like my energy right and I think before exactly what you're describing is sometimes when we start working with people, we start to like I have to fix them I have to coddle them, I have to take <laughs> care of them I have to you know and so you don't have to do that right it's right like, you don't have, that's not your job. Right. My job is to come in, help them with their business, help them with stuff going on in their personal life. Cause a lot of times our businesses reflect what's happening, especially in a small business. Right. We're talking when you get up to the 50 people, 100 people range, like 200 people companies. Like if you had a bad night's sleep, that shouldn't affect the downstream.
0: Everything. Yeah.
1: Right. But if you're going through a rough couple of months and you only have four people on your team or 10 people or 20 people, like that can affect your everything so
0: yeah yeah, i get met it's emotional in general like that's what i first yes when you're like oh yeah eight hours i'm like wow that must have been emotionally draining for all for her Yeah. you know if there was other parties involved um so cool well but i just
1: just noticed like i was just eating snacks i wasn't really Uh, hungry but like my stress or thinking like oh i have to eat because i was like i have to eat to fuel to keep myself sane through the day And so I was just randomly, I just kept eating snacks and I wasn't hungry. So Mm. it's like, I don't actually have to do that, but what is something, maybe it's, I just consume more in the morning and, or not eat, you know, it's so I'm like the next time I'll try to eat a bigger breakfast and then see if that help. you know, I don't know,
0: mm-hmm. but and it's just a Schedule a break too. Distance. I think schedule. Right. And we like, have breaks. Yeah. yeah for sure. Good. Good. Yeah. Like, let's go outside for 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, that's like, we walked to, really to lunch, good.
1: ate lunch, walked back. I had a light lunch. She had a more heavy lunch. Mm-hmm. So that didn't, that didn't. Um, so it's just for me to remind the clients when they're coming in, it's like, okay, eat something small in the morning or that's nourishing. Don't eat a lot of grain. You know, it's like, I can prep the clients better yeah. now. After this conversation, to say, like, this is intense. Well, that's so here's how we deal with it.
0: That's why I hate when they give you pizza for lunch during yes. an event because I'm like, I'm so tired after I eat two slices of pizza. Because, like, the carbs, like, yes. it's not there's not a lot of you know, there's a spike of sugar. So, like, you feel energized for like a few, maybe 20, 45 minutes. And then an hour later, you're like, can we just take like a 20 minute break? I'm going to go nap in the car because I'm not present in this moment. Um, right. So I, every time, anytime there's pizza, I'm like, come on, like pick something. That's a little pizza could happen later. That could be the dinner. Cause then you're going to go home and go to bed and crash. Like that's right. fine. Correct. But um, question for you, Mike, has yep. anyone ever tried to pull like an MJ on you by just calling you MJ? Nobody has no one ever. Even though you grew up in, like, the era of Michael Jordan.
1: Because my middle name's James?
0: Yeah, because you said Mike J. Watts, and I noticed that you keep the J a lot instead of just Mike Watts. So I was thinking, oh. Because Mike
1: Watts, MikeWatts.com is a guy from the UK that runs, like, a horse. (laughs) um, (laughs) He, like, tracks horse racing.
0: Okay. Already so maybe one day, day it'll be
1: available. So yeah, go but MJ Watts. No, nobody's done MJ because I didn't really go buy it. I only did it for domains. And Okay.
0: okay. Um, but Just no, curious. interesting question.
1: Yeah, because well, my middle name is James. So there's that.
0: Right. And Antler's middle name is Joseph. And so when I tell people, oh, his name is Antler Joseph, people go AJ. AJ. And I'm attached to Antler. So I say no, but maybe he would be into it. I mean, I like to think that antlers a really cool name, but I'm, you know, I changed my fucking name. So I really can't, I already know I can't be too attached. And then I'm like, no, it's not your choice. Right. And if he changes his name and I still love the name, I'm like, maybe I'll just get a dog and name it antler or a cat and be like, no offense. You're still my number one, (laughs) but you changed your name and I like this name. So let's talk about it. Can I get a dog and name it antler? You know, that would be, I think that's, I think
1: that's a good idea. Penelope has informed us. She doesn't like her name. Oh, so, and we we're like, okay. "What do you want to change it to?" She said, "Sarah," and we're like, oh. "Okay, well, there's a lot of Sarahs in the world, so you're just, you know, you're with all the other Sarahs."
0: Maybe that's so. A, Kate just she... says,
1: "You know, when you're 18, you can legally change your name, and you can just
0: yeah. make yourself whatever you want." Right, Princess Sarah, Fancy Pants.
1: Sarah, right? Yeah, Sarah the Fancy Pants. Okay. But nobody's called me no because my mom calls me Michael. My birth certificate actually has Matthew, (laughs) and then it's crossed out, and then there's Michael next to it.
0: I love that story. So
1: so there's my second. The I don't know. Do people ever call you a different name?
0: People call me Adian because of how it's spelled out. The pronunciation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I always have to like put the phonetically. I Think that's what it's called. The phonetic Mm -hmm. of like a den, just to be clear. But I usually just let it roll. Just like, but people call me
1: Matt all the time yeah it is by far
0: i'm pretty sure i called you matt when i had no idea who you really were so to speak and i had just known oh i'm gonna be on this panel oh kate oh Mm -hmm. this guy i think i called you matt for the first one or two times
1: which is is fine i actually just treat it as my second name and so my birth slave has matthew crossed out and then it's michael because i was like oh it's supposed to be matthew and then it's michael james but then somebody hadn't told me about six months ago the reason we think people call you matt is because when you see mike watts next to each other it's m and then A T T S. so it's like a brief glance to be like it's and what connects in people's brain is matt yeah and so that's what i get but lately from this guy going to school with that i've been talking about going mountain biking has called me mark in what in the whatsapp group even though my name says mike next to my (laughs) you know phone number so the mark one is interesting i just want to see how long that goes for
0: Isn't it funny though, how you correlate people. And then that's kind of, it takes a while that happens Mm -hmm. to me. I'll think someone's name is Mark and then it's not. And then I call them Mark and it takes some time to kind of switch it over. Uh, so I, I think that's funny. I, um, usually get when you were saying about, oh, Mike and Watts looks like Matt. My Instagram is Alliance fear. And this, cause right. I had, like, I started my Instagram in that name back when you didn't use your name for Instagram or YouTube or AIM instant, Me- AOL instant messenger. Yep. Um, so I would always just pick a name. And so I kept that cause I wanted people to associate who the hell I was. And uh, some people think that my birth name was Allison, because if you read a lion, it looks like kind of turns it into Allison's fears, fear mm. or something like okay, that. Okay, I see. Yep. So some people will mess with O N and then there's an S. So you, you mm-hmm. kind of switch the S to the sun. And so people try to like hate message me, and they're like, Hey, Allison, just so you know, you'll never be a man. And I just have to laugh because they're already like knocked out of- <laughs> Their hate message has already just turned into a joke because they're calling it's me out. already Alice failed. And- <laughs> right, yeah. right. They think like knowing my birth name is very painful for me, uh, which it could be for some people, but I-, I mean, it's not relevant in my life anymore. So that was kind of a-, a funny thing of how our brain does that.
1: It is. It really, you know, I think we're more dis- dyslexic than we think, like the whole society, yeah. you know, in this way. And there's more people that have issues reading and things like, you know, and yeah, which makes sense. You know, like, Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's something I've paid attention to. I have trouble remembering, um, just like being in Miami and I'm meeting all these new people. And then there's all these languages because most uh, were the rarities of just being, having like two people that are from the United States, right? Like for generations and we're a, we're a minority down here, you know? And so everybody is speaking, we went camping the other weekend and everybody was speaking like two or three languages. And I'm just sitting there like, what is happening? Right. And then meeting all these different names and learning the different cultures. And there's the, you know, and I'm like, this is really hard for me. I told Kate the other day, I was like, I just need to write it out on a piece of paper. These two people are married and these are their kids. And so when I can start visualizing the names together, because I, and then I can put the faces to the name. And I'm just like learning what is my learning mentality. Because right now it's like, okay, so that's Fabricio. And then, okay, wait, did I say that correctly? Did I not say that correctly? And then it's Mariska, but it's, is it Mariska or Mariska? You know, and then you see people's, it looks like their name, it's, it's Miss Arlene, but it looks like our line, you know, or our, you know, and I'm just like, okay, I have to really. It's right. an overwhelming sensation to to remember all of these things. So it's like, what is the best way for me to strategize? Like for me, the strategy for me to learn, remember people's right? names.
0: <laughs> yeah, remember people's
1: name and faces. Yeah. When
0: I can't, like,
1: re- and the greetings, like, the greetings are the thing. What do you mean, the greetings? Just well, because in I guess in Italy you do the double the double cheek kiss. Oh, gotcha. So. It's like a, it, it in Maine, we would just like hug to meet each other. Mm-hmm. But down here, you kind of hug, but you're not really hugging. So I go in for like a real hug, and I'm like a real hugger. And so I go in for a real hug, but they're not actually hugging. They're, doing they're trying to a pull away
0: kiss. right away. Well,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're like pulling them not, in. They're like, yeah, let's go. Yeah, well, because they're coming in for like a cheek kiss. And I'm like, okay, wait, what is going on? I don't understand. So Italy has different greetings than like the rest of Europe France or something. And, and then, yeah. Uh, then you get into Latin American situation. And I'm like, I am freaking so lost of what's happening. Like, I need to have somebody explain to me the greetings so right. that I can be prepared going into do the you greetings. Ask, I feel
0: like, do you ask them? No, like, I haven't
1: yet. No, I haven't. Yeah. I I've actually need to. This is one of my things. I keep forgetting to do it, but I do. I feel like a, I f- kind of feel in. Like, it's in, very insecure, you know, as I mm-hmm. come in for, I'm like, oh, I didn't do the greeting right. Like, what is that? Now it's like, well, how am I going to be judged? Oh, my God. Like, there's that white dude. He can't do the greeting. Yeah. You know? But I'm just yeah. like, it, so it's like that part for me, too. It's like, how do I greet people in Miami? Because it's a whole different, like, it's a whole different country down here compared to the rest yeah. of Florida. Yeah.
0: I always, um, I've, I've gotten a lot better at just asking people. So if I can't pronounce their name, I ask them, like. Can you correct me, or yeah, they'll say like you know, um, y- y- you know, like uh, trying not to use people that I actually know their names, but I'm sure she won't mind. Like Dominica, right, and like using the like not saying Dominica, and it's like Dominica, like using the actual way in which she actually pronounces her name Mm -hmm. and me messing it up 15 times and going back and forth. And I'm like, Dominica, 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 and just going back and forth. And then hopefully I get it right. And then what I used to do is shy away from not using their name. I would just be like, I'm not going to use their name because I cannot pronounce it. That's what's happening to me right now. Yeah. And then I, you know, and then kind of like, I, I learned that's really it, it devalues that person's name just because you Correct. can't pronounce it. So fucking learn how to pronounce it. Like yeah. you can do this. <laughs> um, So that's been one thing that I I always kind of try to try to get right these to days. get better at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I always feel inadequate when I meet other people who like can have three languages. I'm like I'm just feeling yeah. I always feel inadequate. Like, I kind of know the English language. I don't even know that many words. Like, I probably could have a better vocabulary. And you know, four languages.
1: Yes. For those people who have never left the United States and like traveled or been around a lot of international cultures, if you live here, most other cultures have, it's like they're learning multiple languages at a very young age. And by the time they're adults, at least people I've come across, they're, they can speak like English has been the base language around the planet, right? But then they're speaking multiple languages, you know, and it's fast. It's fascinating to be a, to be around and to realize I mean, how we've kind of here, especially where I grew up. It was like you just learned English. You didn't like I took Spanish classes. English but was the, the best.
0: Side. English is the best yes, language. It, was the best. it is the American it language.
1: <laughs> it's the only one. It's like, that's the patriarchy of the world. Like you have to learn English. Like everyone has to learn English around this to, to operate in the capitalist society that we operate in. You need to learn the English. Right. And so, yeah, it was, well, I I took Spanish class, but nobody emphasized why. I flunked Spanish. You flunked Spanish?
0: Three times. I flunked Spanish three times to the point that then they said, they asked me how important is getting a Regents diploma to you? Uh, because if you, what's a regents
1: diploma? So
0: a regents means you have to take the regents test. So you take Spanish one, two, and three, and then you take the regents, and then you get a diploma that is like a regents diploma. You have to also do this in, I think, in in history. I think if I'm correct, or social studies. I don't know, you even know what even know
1: what a regents diploma. You even know is. what
0: it's called? Maybe it's a new. Maybe it was a thing for that's the small gen. Like the what are we three years, four years apart? Maybe that's the four year difference but whatever to the point that they asked me and i said no i don't really care because i was in 11th grade and i didn't care about anything and then they're like that's fine you don't have to let's just cut it off you don't have to take a language you're fine and so i got away with not having are you googling regents mm-hmm. yeah go ahead i think it's only in new york oh really yeah okay it's um, so maybe that diploma why, maybe- types in the new york state education department Maybe that's why why it wasn't a big deal. But everyone else was like, you don't have to take – you don't have to take a language. You're so lucky. And I was like, well, I think they just felt bad for me because I tried three times. Or maybe maybe it was two times, and then I was going to sign up for the third Spanish one. And I think that is when they asked me, how important is this to you? And I was like, school isn't even important to you. Can I just not do that too? What about not getting a diploma? Because that doesn't – I don't really care about that either, so – it's interesting. Interesting. But now I wish that I learned and I would like antler to learn another language. Yeah. With the girls, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And I try, I download the apps. I'm like, let me, my, you know, my roots are Italian. Let me learn Italian. Italian. And yeah. I don't know. It's well, funny. we I, could
1: do, we could have a, the state of men community language learning time there we go you know, in the future. And we are just like, okay, we're going to pick a language for the next six months. We're all going to dive in. And then we're going to we meet just...
0: in that, wherever that language is spoken. We're going to live there for 30 days.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Cause that's how they say you really, full, if you really, yeah, it, you really want to learn the full immersion, immersion,
1: right? Yeah. The full immersion. Cause you have to survive. Well, I can do that in Miami. Like I don't need to go any place. Like that's if I learn true. Spanish, I just go to certain areas. I'm not allowed to speak English anywhere. It's just like speaking Spanish mm. to everything. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, um, all right. Well, those are some weird things that men go through that were unexpected, <laughs> you know, just like this badge of honor of like, I only speak English, you know, yeah,
0: that's true. It's um, more of an American thing, more than, yeah, it's more than, of a, yeah. the
1: United States. Well, you have to be careful yeah. with American, too, right? Because, oh, yeah, we say it's American, but there's Latin America, there's South yeah. America, there's true Central that. America. We were in Costa Rica on an event, and this guy goes, He was being a dick. And he was mm-hmm. from the united states and he with the workers we were all um zip line zip lining? yeah through this through the trees and this guy was just like well i'm american you know this is a white dude from the united states and the guy was like well so am i and i was like <laughs> valid point nice you know? rebuttal and it was like and it, he was insult he was just not being nice this 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 customer and the guy working there, you know, is from Costa Rica and stuff. And so, but it is, it's a thing where we have to, so it's always something I kept in mind to be like, oh, it's American. I it was like, well, no, it's the United States. Right. It's right. United a lot States-y. of Americans.
0: It's United yeah. States. United
1: States. I like it. I think you just invented a new term. Yeah. United States. Yeah. All right. Do yeah. so we want to talk about some other weird things? Yeah. And then okay. you found an article where, why don't yep. we start that off? Yeah. You, want to, you take it away,
0: Aiden, because you are leading i podcast. am leading this conversation so i was on a plane and i was in southwest so you pick your seat i was like in the c category so i had to go on last which means i don't get to pick my seat the seat picks me and i sat next <laughs> it's, <laughs> That's it's what happened it's play. true
1: you <laughs> should tell them to announce it on your next time you fly southwest <laughs> to just be like hey just when people are walking through, to be like the seat, you don't get to pick the seat; the seat's picking you because that's all that's left. It's
0: true. It's yeah. true, and, and it's mostly in the middle. So yeah. this is a funny thing that is masculine related. I always try to sit next to uh, a woman. So do I, and, because I know that they'll. I'll have more space. Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. And 100%. I won't have to fight for the armrests. That Correct. is shared because there's a mutual understanding that someone will get the back and the other person will get the front of the armrest. But with right. guys, it's like this is my armrest;
1: <laughs> you don't much- get. Well, it's also for me; it's a shoulder thing. True. So, because most of the time, guys, m- you know, men have wider shoulders, so it's like you're sitting connected like you're you're like all scrunched in for those on listening to audio camp but just you know it's like scrunch the front of your arms to yeah right but and i
0: think women are more trained to to make more space if there are men available and men are more like i'm going to take up this space because i'm the guy here so i sat next to a, a woman and presumably her boyfriend husband was I was in the aisle, she was in the middle, and the husband or boyfriend, whatever, partner was against the window. And we were about kind of the end of the flight, and my headphones, I think, died, because I usually, I, mean, I don't want to listen to anybody's conversation on the plane. And Southwest, there's no plugs. There's, you know, I'm not giving Southwest a good rep here, but it's the truth. <laughs> there's no plugs. It's freaking annoying. No, Just give me a plug. It is. I'm on a four-hour flight. <laughs> Help a brother out. So I... I'm hearing the conversation because I'm a terrible – I'm a good eavesdropper, but it's not on purpose. I just – when people are talking, Mm -hmm. I can't not listen, and it's very honestly distracting, and I hate it. Yeah. She is telling her partner, wow, it just – it got, like, really cold this last, like, 20 minutes. I don't know what happened, but, like, it just – it got so cold. Like, I want to get my sweatshirt from above or whatever she was saying. So then she actually gets her sweatshirt. And she comes back, puts her sweatshirt on and he goes, he was like in a, in what a, what I took as a very like macho way of being like, oh, you're cold. Oh no, I haven't noticed. I'm not cold at all. I haven't noticed the temperature at all. all." And, and I thought to myself, it got cold. Like I wish I had this girl's sweatshirt because it definitely dropped. I don't know what it was, but the temperature dropped in the last 20 ish minutes. And it made me think about every time a man has said that he wasn't cold or somebody said it's 28 degrees out and you forgot your jacket. Do you need one? And they're like, I'm fine. And it just made me kind of think about just every time that's happened. And now I know some people run hot and some people run cold, whatever. But what I'm talking about is this illusion that it's weak or you're less than, in some way, if you are cold and it blew my mind. Cause I'm thinking what, what, what about not having the ability to be cold or literally f- being cold, but rejecting a jacket shows weakness. Mm-hmm. And that really, w- so then I was Googling. Cause I was like, this is a phenomenon that I know other people have experienced and I'll put this in the show notes. And I found the scientific reason some men refuse to wear winter coats. Men are not any more immune to the cold than they are immune to this ridiculous masculinity standard. So the article pretty much says there's, there's no difference between a man and a woman in the sense of their cold factor. Everyone's bodies run different. So some people will be more cold than others. But we can all pretty much assume that if it's 28 degrees outside, everyone's cold. It's not everyone's cold. So that was my thought. And I felt like one plus of being a trans guy is that I really fight back a lot of times because in to me, so I brought this up when I landed to the group that I had been, I was in, in the incubator, which we could talk about in another episode. And I was saying, I started talking about, I'm like, How, what is this? This is crazy. Like you're cold. Like I was cold. If I'm cold, I want a sweatshirt. And I'm going to ask you for one. Or I'm going to say it's fucking cold in this car can you turn down the ac i don't feel any more manly by remaining in my cold state but denying it to the world and i mentioned this and two of the guys that were in this group of like six people just started laughing and i pointed to them and i was like see you guys know what i'm talking about and they were like laughed and smiled but they didn't give any you know they weren't down to i guess have the conversation as to why so mike and why were they laughing though because they knew, because they got it, they were laughing. Because they were like, okay. "Yeah, like guys aren't like, they're not going to tell you that they're cold. Like they're not going right." To and be... you were
1: you were visiting in a northern state where it gets really cold. I
0: was right? in Wisconsin, right? very okay. cold.
1: So you were in a Wisconsin where it gets very cold in the winter time, and there are people. When I lived in Maine and I lived in Indiana, you know, people would go with shorts and like shorts the whole winter, and these were yeah. two men. Right. And I know, and they just like, I'm not wearing pants. And I'm like, great. So there is like, there are a group of people who don't actually can deal with the cold very well. Totally. Right. Like Wim Hof started the whole ice bath. I mean, ice baths have gone on for a long time, but he's popularized this whole mentality of getting in cold, right? And being able to deal with it because there's a lot of benefits from it. Right, there are a lot of benefits from cold weather exposure because we've been like stuck inside and we're in the AC and we're temperature controlled. Like our none
0: of none of these people are are going. This doesn't apply.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, but it's. I mean, I'm one of those people. Like, I would go. So I'd be like, okay, it's in the middle of Maine in February. It's cold outside, and I just grab like a light sweatshirt, and I'm just (laughs) like, okay, let's go. It's not that I was like to be more manly. But it's just like, but were you I cold? don't want to be
0: hot. My question yeah, sometimes, is, were you cold?
1: Yeah, sometimes. Like, so, I should have prepared better.
0: Right. But did you express that?
1: Did I say that I was cold?
0: Like, if you... Yes. Yeah. But like I
1: be, you, I'd be, like, shivering and be like, it's cold. And then Kate would be like, well, you're wearing a sweatshirt. Right. It's 10 degrees outside. Now, like, what think if, about
0: in a way. What if it wasn't Kate? What if it was like you were going to meet to the movies with a group of guys and you guys are waiting outside? Right. Would you, right. Have, would I say would you have said anything? <sighs> Honestly. I don't know. Right. Okay. I think that's the most honest. Well, it's like yet. situational like
1: dependence. Know. Like you said to a group through the movies, like we're not going to be waiting outside at the movies. We just walk inside. Right.
0: Okay. It's give like me you uh, not going to
1: be cold from that point.
0: You so, were going on a hike. Mm, you were going on a beautiful mm, winter hike and. You were cold. Here, and I would probably knew. say it
1: something. I would say it something like this. This is what I've said before. It's like, I wish I would have packed my raincoat. Mm. You know, or I wish I would have worn my winter coat because my feet are freezing. So um, stuff like that.
0: Would you have? Because I would have just asked. I would have been like, "Does anyone have a sweatshirt in their car?" Because I am way colder
1: than I thought it would be. Mm. Yeah. See, why well, wouldn't do that?
0: Yeah. So I just th- so. You know, it just made me think of all the other weird things. But going to, we
1: went to Kate's family's house recently and I was like, hey, can I borrow a jacket? Because I didn't pack right. Yeah. So I think it is a circumstantial situation. But I do also resonate with the people that are not wearing hats. You know, the article talked about a guy had to learn to wear a hat in the winter because, because his ears got frostbite. Right, you know, like he had to have, he had experienced frostbite for him to be, it's like for him to put a hat on. Yes. You know.
0: Yes. Yes. So I, it just, it was like when, when the, the gentleman said it on the plane, it triggered every time yeah. I've seen a guy who was cold, not express a feeling of coldness because that alludes to some kind of
1: Weakness. But I was in my younger years, you know, whopping 39 now. In my younger years, uh, there was a badge of honor by not wearing a winter coat and hat and gloves.
0: Mm. Yeah. So,
1: but nobody gave it to me. Nobody gave me an award. It was all internal to be like, I should be able to handle the cold.
0: Why do you think that was? What about you should be? Because I think if,
1: because then there's weakness that applies to it where like, Oh, I can't, I, how am I going to support my family or how am I going to get food on the table if I can't even withstand a 20 degree wind chill? Right. Because like my life will fail if I, it's like, I'm a failure if I can't be out in the cold. Which for is now. so
0: dramatic. That is so dramatic. It's so dramatic. Yeah. And it's so nobody dramatic. is hunting for food. In thing. I can't do my Amazon whole food app delivery right. service to bring you my food. Right. If I can't even open the door and grab my bags, <laughs> how am I going to support my family? So I think that's kind of, you know. Like, this is what
1: we're talking about.
0: Yeah. This is what I'm talking about. And yeah. and then again, so then it made me think of all the other weird things. So I proposed to have this episode of like, what are the weird things? So uh. I, some other weird things that I feel like, and I say this, so the cold thing, I think when I was first transitioning, so 10 years ago, so I'm 34. So when I was 24, as you were saying, I would have just been cold and not told anyone or whispered to Jenny Lee, be like, do you have a jacket? I'm cold. Like I wouldn't have said, so mm-hmm. I would have just asked the group, Hey guys, I'm really cold. Anyone have helped me out? Where I think now, right? Like you and I have been, even though you've expressed in the past, you didn't really see this, but you, we've both been on this journey of healing ourselves, which also is healing our masculinity at the same time, consciously, unconsciously. So now after 10 years of realizing all the shitty things that I've done as a guy, because I was trying to uphold something or prove something. Now I feel more comfortable asking. And if this guy's going to think I'm more weak, like that. Like it just doesn't bother me like it used to. So I want to have, like there is <laughs> right. empathy for being that maybe, maybe someone, right. And maybe the listener is 24 and thinking this exact same thing. Like I want to ask for a jacket and I can't. So the things I'm going to mention are all things that I've done that I'm trying to change because I realize that they're not who I really am. They're just upholding this mm-hmm. level of masculinity. So another thing I've noticed sports, I love sports. I'm very into sports and I play sports my whole life. And I've noticed that when guys yell at sporting events, it's always in this very low manly pitch. It's always like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. Like, Hurrah! it's always like this really low. And then when I want to yell, I want to yell more like, "Woohoo! yeah, let's get it. Like, I want to go at this higher pitch instead mm-hmm. of like, "Woohoo! let's get it. Let's go. Let's go. Like this, like very. And, and I don't, if I go to yell and I'm like, woohoo, I go, oh my God, like that was really high. And then the next yell is guaranteed to be like, yeah, (laughs) like, should we practice it right now? Should we like, (laughs) 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 well, it's like some guys, when they yell at sporting events, they're yelling lower than they normally talk.
1: Correct. So you right.
0: know Correct. that, it, that like, that's not how they normally, like you're
1: manipulating they- your voice. Right. For, right. Yeah. This for is, this. this is interesting. I've never, I would have never thought about this.
0: And I, c- but well, I
1: it's what's coming back is why though, to me. Mm, so, right. because when, as boys are going through puberty, right, you get the voice cracking mm-hmm. as the, you know, as I had voice voices. cracking
0: that's something deep in, that happens deep had, yeah you, oh yeah so, it happens
1: right and so you, as you because one of the biggest things was when justin bieber was going through you know he's like turning 15 16 years old people are like wait to see what his voice is going to be like he's not going to sound the same he's not going to be successful right all this stuff right <laughs> and this will bring happening. a man but down you, you know <laughs> we, yeah we, bieber can't have success we got to bring him down his voice is cracking take him down all right. what and then it's VH1 behind the music. What took Justin Bieber down? His voice cracking. <laughs> <Yeah>. But basically, <laughs> I, you get made fun of, mm-hmm. right? So it, I don't know if it all comes, stems back to that, but it's what's interesting is how when you are going through this pr- process, and this is usually middle school, right? Middle school, high school or so. It's like you get made fun of. Be like, oh, Mike's voice cracked. Look at that. Yeah. So it's yeah. Like, the higher pitch is not necessarily... Um it's not
0: good Manly, yeah, yeah. It's not, it's a, good not a good look. Not a good look. I mean no. and then when I think about when we meet men who have naturally like Mike Tyson has a naturally higher pitched yes. voice, he always gets made fun of it. But people don't make fun in this big way because he'll you know, at one point he'll knock Tyson. the shit out of you. Right, exactly. <laughs> so you're like right. you're like, you get a pass. But this other guy who looks like Mm -hmm. an average Joe, right, is going to absolutely get made fun of because of your hype. Or you're going to be assumed that you're gay. The amount of men that I've met that people will be like, oh, isn't he gay? Isn't Jamal gay? And I'm like, no, Jamal's not gay. And they're like, oh, well, I just, I don't know. Like the way he talks, I just thought he was gay. And I was like, "Right. well, that's a stereotype. And yes. We
1: put people in boxes.
0: Right. It's very... So that was another weird thing that you laughed at, which when you laugh at it or when another guy laughs at it, that's how I know it's definitely in this realm part of the weird. Deal. Yeah, It's part of it. Um, yeah. And then the other thing I'll mention, and then I'd love to. Can hear I go, can I go oh, next? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I want to
1: play off your sport analogy because I got okay. one too. Do the it. weird fan obsession of sports. Like there's this weird, I see it way more with men it's, it's like thinking they can influence the game, right? We become so obsessed with this in, in the, the sport where it's like, I'm not, you know, it's like, think about, I know there's this thing where you try to put yourself in the arena, right? And you're like there and I'm playing. But, like, you on a Sunday with 30,000 people sitting in the stands of a sporting event or 60,000 or whatever or at home on your couch, right? (laughs) There's this, like, level that you're controlling the game. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, screw Tom Brady. He can't do it. Like, you know, like this guy was on – we were at the gym two days ago. I'm at PT. This was Tuesday. I'm at PT and I'm like doing my workout and this guy's on the phone. He's being really quiet. Cause he, you know, he's on the phone in the gym and there wasn't very, it was completely empty anyway. But he's like, yeah, he's like, I gotta go to Tampa. I don't want to mess everything up. I'm going to go easy on my workout today. Cause he's like, he's like, fuck Tom Brady that guy he sucks you know the whole thing and i'm like you you're like here in the gym talking about not doing work and tom Brain doesn't care about you dude he doesn't care about you right. Right? right and but it's like how we become so you only see this in sports it's only in a sport endeavor and i don't know what it's about but i always find it funny it's like you're wearing the jersey of somebody else on yeah. your back you know you're going to the event and yeah. you're just like okay Tom Brady, let's go. We're going to channel our victory here. Right. And I've been at people's houses, my friends, we're, this is, we went to Purdue together. We're at Purdue's, we're watching Purdue basketball. And this is when I started my business a decade ago. It's like, I kind of lost interest in the sports world because I was
0: building a business. (laughs) And I was busy.
1: I was like trying to make money doing something. Right. And so I, my sports change too. They changed from more of the traditional baseball, basketball, football style to like mountain biking or CrossFit or F one racing. Like it, it navigated and it ebbed and flowed. So, but I was at his house and he is screaming at the TV, like at the end of the Purdue game, like jumping up and down, scree- He almost punched his television. You know, <laughs> so much excitement. I mean, we are like twenty eight year old men, and I'm just sitting there going. <laughs> Dude, you need to chill out. Like, this is relax. ridiculous. Yeah. You know, just relax. Like, we're just here watching the game. But anyway, I thought that was so, a weird thing.
0: Yeah. Go ahead. So my thoughts on that is that that's where men are allowed to express emotion. Ooh. And so it's okay to, like, become – because the other thing that men do in sports or in sports in general, right, is you – hyper-focus and you focus on the same thing on the same, like you turn on the chat, you turn on the sports channel at 9. AM you're going to hear the same story at 11 AM at 12 at two at four. And you're going to talk this into the ground, which is exactly what a lot of men make fun of women for talking Mm. about. Oh, you're still on this subject. Didn't we get over this three hours ago? But, for some reason, when it comes to sports, that's okay, and mm-hmm. the, they're allowed to be emotionally invested. They're allowed to feel a part of that, and also, men. I, I think I, I don't think I would have said this to be honest before transition, but now post transition, having been on testosterone for over ten years, I do feel like anger is is more accessible when testosterone is flowing through your body. Now this is mm. my own vert. Like this is how I feel. So people can yep. disagree with that. And it's acceptable to like be angry and be big emotions, other emotions too. But like you were saying, like they want to punch the TV and it's acceptable because it's sports and sports is physical. Right. And the most popular sports are the physical sports. And so that's, Actually, that's a lie because you, with F S one or the racing, F one you F one you really can. That's not very physical, but you could die in like a second. It is.
1: I mean, it's physical for the so, driver.
0: Right, right. Not, right. not not two people physical. So it's not
1: contact. It's not that's a contact. It. There we well, go, contact. it's like not a human to human contact. It's, Correct. It's drivers using their car to contact other drivers using a car. <laughs> Going 180 miles an hour. Yeah. So right. it's just, there's that.
0: Extreme, extreme. So, <laughs> yeah. So it's just the, the allowedness of emotion and to be mm. emotionally invested in something. And then it's like the one place that you're allowed to just go over the same topic and call your friend and talk about it and then call someone else and talk about it and call someone else to talk about right. it. And for some reason. And then we have a fantasy sport team and I'm
1: not only right. one of them, I'm on 10 of them. Right. Right. Because it, right, yeah, this is fat.
0: This is wow, Aiden.
1: This is good. So, I like yeah,
0: it. Yeah, so that that's my synopsis of of that. Because I also get very emotionally invested in games, but I'm also I get emotionally invested in a lot of things. But I do like sports, but I don't yell. I. I always laugh when someone's like, you could have caught that. And I'm like, I don't know, like maybe they couldn't have. Could you have caught that? Like, I don't think, right? Like that should have been a different call. It's like, why don't you call the coach and let them know that you are better at coaching than they are? Like, like why don't you do that? And if that's really your passion, then go do that. Go, go start go coaching.
1: Go for it. Go do go it. Right.
0: It. So, okay. What's yeah, another this one? This is your
1: opportunity. Right. Um. Well, the weird, I would say... The weird is just like the doer or the fixer mentality that we have a badge where it's like, I can fix that. And I know this, There's it's like much deeper, but one of the things, I think it's, it's really kind of in the same ballpark. It's not as funny as like the sport analogy we've been just talking about, but it's like with being cold, it's like the badge of honor. And there was a badge of honor where I can fix it. I can do everything with my hand. I'll take care of it. Mm. Right, mm. but what what I've noticed is that with men, especially, we're not asking. It's the same type of thing. I'm not asking for directions. I'm just going to drive around in circles for 25 hours and get lost.
0: Is that and, real? And, because I grew up where you had GPS. I don't know.
1: That's what they say. I, I feel know. like
0: I'm so tired if of you're, that analogy. Okay,
1: we'll just do a PSA to men right now. Like, if men, if you're driving around right now and you still get lost and you don't want to ask for directions, just stop driving. Because there's there's too many. You have a phone that tells you where to go. Right? So, like your driving days are over. Like just right. be done. Okay. No, but I I think there is this. It's not, I don't know if I would say I think it kind of got stigmatized around asking for directions. We but need there a new probably one. Probably
0: is it's out there's taken. some truth
1: to it, but but it's also just asking for help, right? That's what it comes down to. So yeah. and I think with the doer mentality, what I've noticed is that. You know, I grew up in a house where it's like we had a million projects unfinished all the time, right? And so... It's like I didn't sleep with drywall for two years in my house, right, growing up. This is why I'm dealing with all my toxicity issues of inhaling, you know, it's fiberglass drywall. so
0: R 13 or whatever that stuff is. Yeah, mom and dad,
1: you're going to get that bill, you know. I've been paying for all this medic the last couple of years, but, you know, it's like then my mom always jokes. She's like, oh, blame me. It's my fault all the time, huh? I was like, yes, it is. You're my mother. But it's, (laughs) so I think for that aspect of, to say like, okay, I can fix the ceiling. I don't know how to do fix the ceiling, but I'm gonna watch all these YouTube videos to be able to do this, and then I'm gonna paint the house. Then I'm gonna do all of this, and something that could take a repair professionally, but oh, I gotta call somebody. Why mm. should I call somebody? I don't know, because it's I almost like for that. we're not. Yeah, it's like we're not programmed to actually think about asking for help in this way. And I would be curious to talk to an expert that, like, does research around this stuff. That would be a really fascinating conversation. But for myself, I I go into, okay, how can I take care of it, right? Instead of, like, even right now, we moved into our house. I mean, I want to hang these lights outside. I want to put the TV on the wall. I want to do all these other things. And I'm like, all I have to do is freaking call somebody on TaskRabbit, have them come over for probably two hours, and they can knock it all out, and I don't have to worry about it. Right. But it's just like, I haven't done it yet because there's, mm-hmm. the, you know, and so there is that aspect where it's like, I can do these things, but why?
0: Because right? what so if I, you're in the, like, what if you're, you know, what happens? You can't take care of your family if you can't put your TV on the wall.
1: It's, I know.
0: These are very basic things you should know how to do.
1: It's, it's well, I know how to do it,
0: but right? do you? that's the
1: other part. No, I do know how to hang a TV on the wall. I do know how to do that. I know how to hang the lights outside, right? So these are things that I actually... I don't have to watch a YouTube video to figure them out. But it's just like, it's easier for me to hire a professional to do it Mm -hmm. than me to do it. Mm. So... But I remember I was at... I was invited to this guy's meetup about probably five years, six years ago. It was in New York City and I flew in and there was... We're talking about just there was two women that actually hosted all of these men and they run mm-hmm. this, this program and mainly <laughs> it's a long story. I'm not going to go to, but basically they're having a discussion with these men about how to get more men to their events. And the guys were in there talking about like, yeah, it's overcoming or I would brought up about like this doer mentality and feel like I have to fix everything and all this stuff. And the guy goes, well, I never feel like I have to fix anything. Like I don't want to, I don't want to do that. I don't have that, that issue. But a lot of the other guys there were just like, I feel that way. You know, I feel like this is, I'm not like quote unquote man enough or manly. Mm. If it's like, I feel my, my masculinity confidence drops when I see a guy with a hammer and a pair of Carhartts on. Right. (laughs) It's just like that dude can fix some shit. You know, it's like out there with his Carhartt jacket. He's got his Carhartt pants and he's like, that man is a man. Right. Right. You know? So anyway, yeah. what about your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, I mean, I that, that was actually one I was thinking about for this list because I don't know how to do a lot of shit. I mean, I, I, I think I only learned in the last year and a half that pretty much any time I want to, like, I thought you would just put a nail in the wall and hang something and then i learned about studs and then i learned about how to find them and then i learned about yeah. like the anchors and i actually learned that like nails kind of suck and screws are kind of the best for everything so i'm learning all of these things and i felt a deep sense of masculinity for my birthday just this last birthday my brother bought me one of i don't even know what they're called you you click it and it goes like this. If anyone can't see I'm just making a motion like a U of some kind. You you like put a it clamp? in clamp? No, you put it in the see I don't even know the names of shit. And I feel very uh I'm I'm feeling less and less manly as I talk about this.
1: That's good. Keep going. Ada. It's the
0: screw. It's the screw and you put the you find the one that fits the screw and then you put it in the little thing and it goes click 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 a click. You don't know what I'm talking about.
1: Oh this is about.
0: terrible. Maybe because you maybe you're screw. not manly enough either. Um it's like I mean nut. I don't feel my
1: manliness dropping right now during this conversation, but
0: it's like a nut um, bolt. I'm googling. What do you use it for? It's 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 for like a hex nut. Do you know what I oh, Hex yeah. nut. Is? I'm Googling. Like a crescent wrench? Sure. What's a crescent wrench? Yes, but Bo- an automatic one. The one that, a ratchet, this says ratchet here. I don't even fucking know. A socket. It's, uh. What's up, Ruby? Yo, we're
1: recording a podcast. <laughs> yep. Would you like to say hi to Aiden?
0: Okay.
1: <clears throat> hi. Okay. Hey, tell the people what they should know today. What are you going to tell the people?
0: Uh, so clear.
1: No, you got to speak louder. Okay, I love you. I'll see you after the podcast. Bye. Don't they
0: always talk so much and then once you're like, okay, tell the tell tell the tell the lady what you want, and they're like, uh oh, Well she
1: um uses her own language. She just makes words up. She'll be like We've had uh-huh. whole conversations where I'm just yelling at her in some form of like, and then she responds to me in the same, I mean, this is goes on for 10 minutes. Like we're just making stuff up, but yeah. I love it.
0: Uh, It looks like uh, the word I'm looking for is a ratcheting wrench, a self-adjusting ratcheting wrench. I had no idea what that name is, but I got one of those and then I got a more high powered drill. And I felt like I am now, Officially, a a Dad, I'm a man. I can handle shit, but I don't know what yeah. to do with any of the stuff. I still have to call my brother, <laughs> and I'm like, "Can you come over and help me hang some shit? <laughs> I'll make you lunch, right?" <laughs> like, but but it, that yeah. was one of the things on my list. Um, so then another thing on the list, which I've also done and I've stopped doing because Jayne Lee talked to me about how gross it is, and then I realized how gross it is, is not using band aids when you have a cut or a wound and not covering it and just being like, like you you're bleeding and someone's like, Oh, do you need a band? you're like, nah, I'm good. Just, you know, just going to put some pressure on it, suck the blood out. You know, I'm fine. I'm fine. And it's like you could, <laughs> or, or you'll like, I'll go to the gym or just go out and about and you'll see these like big gashes on a guy's leg. And clearly he fell off his motorcycle or bike and it's like exposed and it's just gross and you have to look at it because they don't want to wrap it up for whatever reason that, and I used to, Well, it's like a badge of honor. Right. But I don't know. Is it a badge of honor? It's like you clearly fell and injured yourself. So you clearly didn't do the mission appropriately. (laughs) Right. So you actually, it's a badge of fucking it up. But you not putting a bandage on it for some reason, right, like, pushes away the fuck up and makes it more manly, so... Well, I failed the mission, but I have this giant wound, so now you're gonna see
1: it. Right. Because I can show you you how much I screwed up. Right. And, uh...
0: Because then if you yeah, ask someone I about it, they're like, oh, you know, it was, you know, just kind of, I just fell. It just oh, forget it. Ignore it. And I'm like, what well, it's like, you-
1: look how much pain I can take. Yes, you know? I think. And yeah. so, mm-hmm. I mean, I've done this 100%. Like, yeah. I'm with you. It's like, I've crashed mountain biking. I got blood everywhere. And then Kate comes home and she's like, what's wrong? I was like, oh, I just fell. You know, right. I blow it off. Like, it's no big deal. And then, you know, then I have to have surgery on my shoulder or something, right? <laughs> it's like, a oh, big freaking deal. I see this a lot because I've been watching a lot of mountain biking right now, and so the, the, the championship has just ended, and the world championship, and, like, guys are flipping over their bike, crashing into trees, like, hitting giant boulders with their bodies, and they just get up, and they're just like... Well, I'm out. I broke my clavicle, and I'm just out for you know six weeks. But I'm gonna come back better than ever. It's the same story. Everybody that gets injured, taken out on a mountain bike, same story. I'm gonna come back better than ever. I was like, you're not. You know, you're not because like you're broken now, bro. You know, like you you're have surgery, and there's uh, there's gonna be steel and screws in your body, and like. You're not actually better than you were before. Like people that don't break their bones are actually better off in the long run. Right. Yeah. And um, Yeah. And it's just fascinating how that how we get sucked into the damage. Yeah. It's like a badge of and yeah. I hundred percent am on where it's like I thought it was cool to like break shit. You know, I like right. I broke my arm, look at me. Right. Mm-hmm. I got stitches. You know, mm-hmm. and I go over the list of when I broke my kneecap, I was in the doctor and he's like telling me he was like asking me how all the stuff I did. Or have you had surgery before broken? I'm like going down the list. I think there, I think it's like 10 things. Broken bones, this, surgeries, like all this stuff. And the guy was like, what do you do? Like, what's wrong? <laughs> and I'm telling Kate. I was like, the doctor asked me this. He goes, yeah, Mike, that's not normal. You know, like.
0: Yeah. You're I, fucking up I don't a think lot. I'm... You should probably yeah. just stay home. <laughs> just stop. Stop <laughs> doing everything. Just relax. <laughs> right Uh, but uh, i mean i i still do this i'll like cut my Jenny Lee's like do you want a band-aid and then i say no and then i have to be like remember and be like yes yes and i have to masculinize the yes i'm like yes i will take a band-aid because that's yes get me a
1: band-aid jenny lee
0: right and put some you know make it dog patrol or some shit that antlers you know what i mean (laughs) watching or you know give me the trolls band-aid you know um that's what I go through. So, so that was that's my list. Oh. That's my list. Good. That's good. Yeah. That was great.
1: Um, I mean, I think we could just end there. Yeah. I, don't have, I, I mean, we like- definitely. I mean, we. I have another one, but that's like a whole podcast, and I feel like it's the. All right,
0: so we'll break. We'll make another podcast just about that
1: one. Yeah, I mean, it's more in depth. I think we could do a whole podcast on my last. Right, okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Um, I like it.
1: Yeah, I, be, I that was good coverage. We really covered yeah. a lot today. That was. Awesome. I want to
0: know, for people listening, what are some weird, manly things that you have witnessed or you've done yourself? Because I again, everything I've listed here, I've I'm very. That's me. Yep. That one, Mm -hmm. done that one, done that one, that one, that one, that one. And only now have I really noticed what I'm doing. And over time, like I said, over the last 10 years, am I able to X for a jacket now? And to be honest, just being completely honest, it would also depend on who's around me. If I felt Mm. unsafe in some mentality, or if I didn't know anybody, not one person, and it wasn't like a camaraderie style thing where I'm meeting up with these guys that I don't know and we're going to go do a hike or something I would be more hesitant and probably just see if there's a store I could go buy one at than necessarily go ask somebody I don't know if I could use yep. their jacket like it would all depend on the vibe I got from the person so just just being honest this is this is the shit we do for this is to, a good like
1: thought to think about when you're traveling or going someplace, just be like, do I need a jacket? You know, it's like something we can program because my client texted me yesterday morning and said, is this room going to be cold? Should I bring a coat? And I briefly thought about it and I was like, I should tell her to maybe bring a coat. And then I just let it go. But I know now in my write-up for people it's going to be, it could be cold cold in the room (laughs) because I I, I'm not a good judge of your temperature. So (laughs) bring a coat you know if for there but it's for me is i'll just forget coats is i'll look at the weather to be like it's 55 degrees yeah no problem i can handle that and it's just (laughs) right and that's how i go and then i get to the destination like we go to buffalo to visit kate's family it's freaking cold over there and i don't bring one you you know and the Kate was like flip flaps yeah 100 percent accurate <laughs> she's like why do you bring good i was like it's 55
0: like what i'll be fine, I'll be I'll fine. Be fine. <laughs> right. right and that's like that that's the dilemma and then we rely on our partners to just be like you're an idiot um you know so, so the
1: question to ask yourself is Do I I need to bring a coat or flip
0: flops? Like, which one should I bring with me on the trip? Yeah. (laughs) It's a good thought. It's a good thought. So go ahead and follow us on Instagram. I'm going to put a post up related to this uh, episode asking what are some weird things that you have done to kind of prove your manliness that now when you think back after listening to today's episode, you're kind of thinking, well, maybe that's a little silly and maybe I should rethink how I manage that in the future. So you can follow us on Instagram at the state of men. Also, if you're not subscribed to this podcast and you just popped in, please hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to this podcast and leave us a five star review. We've got some reviews going really excited. I think in the future, we might do some cool uh, giveaways and stuff for reviews that could be be fun. And so go ahead, leave us a five star review wherever you're listening to the state of men podcast. We appreciate you. We love you. And we'll catch you in the next episode.